This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. This is Shiloh, your host of Spit Control. Welcome to episode 44, Weather or Not. This week, I've got some knitting, some spinning, some fussy cutting, a whole lot of learning, some indecision, and a little coupon insanity. But of course, let's kick this all off with some updates. I guess I have quite a few updates for you this week. Let's start with the list. The update on the list is... There has been no movement on the list. I contacted the holder of the list, and I am still number five. But I am number five on this list because the company in question is modifying their production methods a little bit in order to speed things up without losing quality. I'm still not going to tell you what the list is for, but I will tell you, I'm still number five. So hopefully, I move up the list very, very soon. Or, like I said, this item will arrive and stay in the box until I get back, you know, 365 days later. (laughs) That is just my luck. What else do we got going on for updates? The annual repurpose along. As you know, it is in full swing. We don't have any submissions, last time I checked, on the board yet. But what we do have is a couple of questions. If you have any questions, issues, ideas, or anything like that you want to bounce off the group, go ahead and post those in the Ravelry board. If you are one of the listeners who is not a member of Ravelry, feel free to pay attention to my contact information at the end of the episode and get a hold of me there. And I will share your questions with the group and answer them for you because that's what I'm here for. I have not touched a thing yet, but I have big, big plans. I haven't touched anything because I have the Camp Kip deadline for my tank top and I'm right smack dab in the middle of my quilting class. So as soon as probably this Sunday is done and my sewing machine is free again, I will start some repurposing and that will make me totally happy. So the first question that we had for the repurpose along was, hey, say I've got some fabric or some yarn and I intended it for one project and I decide to make something else out of the scraps, does that count? And the answer to that question is, it really depends on what you make out of it. For example, if you have fabric and you just sew something else out of the scraps, not so much a repurpose because that's kind of what the fabric is intended for. However, if you gather up all those scraps and use them to stuff a toy or a dog bed, as Ann Kenlin over there at Greenstitch would do, that is definitely a repurpose. Or you could do the same thing with yarn scraps. Do you have that lovely little vase full of pretty little scraps that you just cannot break yourself away from? Well, if you're tired of looking at it or ready to fill it up with something new, cut up those old scraps and stuff a toy with those. That sounds like a great repurpose project. So that's how we stand on the repurpose along. Oh, I almost forgot. It looks like Anne and I have managed to get our stuff together enough to narrow our prizes down. It looks like we will be giving away two books. The first book is entitled Dozens of Ways to Repurpose a Pillowcase, and the second is The Sweater Chop Shop. And both of those are applicable whether or not you are interested in repurposing via the sewing or the knitting tip. And to reiterate, all you have to do to enter is 
repurpose something between now and Earth Day and share your photos and stories with us. You can contact myself or Ann Kenlin and I'll have our contact information in the show notes or you can post it to the Ravelry thread or you can post it over to the Flickr group. And the Flickr group is called Green Stitch Picks, P-I-X, and I will link to all of that stuff in the show notes. In addition, yeah, I don't think I've got any more updates. I think that's plenty for today. And I guess that means it's time to get this podcast started. This week in Spin a Tale, I've got a little conversation for you about whether or not. Now this week, um, I kind of wanted to call it um, Thundersnow, what the hell, but I didn't think that was an appropriate title to put in print. So we'll just call it Whether or Not. That's W-E-A-T-H-E-R. Um, and I, I kind of think that my mood and my tone is mimicking that of Mother Nature. She doesn't seem to be able to decide what she wants to do. It was 87 degrees last week on, uh, what was that, Monday or Wednesday when I went for my run. No, it was Monday. I went for a run. It was 87 degrees. It was, it was, it was nice actually to be out there in the sun, enjoying the breeze and, you know, a little bit of heat on my skin. That was awesome compared to runs I've had in the past. And then not even a day later, the temperature had dropped by 40 degrees by the time I had gotten up and headed to work. Insane. And right now, as I'm recording this, it is torrentially snowing outside like it started maybe four hours ago and we already have two inches of snow on the ground and there has been thunder this morning which is just nuts we had 87 degrees last week now we have dramatic freeze warnings it dropped like really fast to 28 degrees and we have severe winter weather warnings as well crazy i cannot believe this but how does that relate to me i am bouncing all over the place right now i am Literally, like, I'll clean for 15 minutes, start thinking about that thing I want to spin, and then I find myself sitting behind the spinning wheel. And then not 10 minutes later, I am back in the craft room cutting fabric to add to my quilts. And I'm all over the place. I cannot focus my energy at all. I mean, I'm not, like, positive, negative mood, because I'm relatively chipper most of the time, but I'm just all over the place. I cannot seem to focus my energy or my thoughts on anything right now. And it's insane. And I think I'm going to choose to blame Mother Nature for that. Holy crap. Two inches of snow in four hours in spring. It's April next week. What the heck? It's killing me. Anyhow, hopefully the weather will focus and give me all the information that I need to effectively pack for Camp Kip. And hopefully we settle out and so does my focus. And that's all I've got this week in Spin a Tale. And there we go. It is time for spinning my wheels. And much to my surprise, I managed to squeeze a little bit more than just sewing in in this past week. Not a whole lot, mind you, but I did. So we'll start with knitting. I finished the front of the tank top for Camp Kip. If you recall, that is the gathered front tank. It was published in the most recent issue of Interweave Knits. And Every time I would sit down and knit that darn thing, I would just think, oh my gosh, I've got so much to do. Oh my gosh, I've got so much to do. There is no way that I'm going to finish this in time. But the way that this thing is constructed, it's very deceptive. I swear, I think I only knit, like total rows were only like nine inches wide, maybe 10. 
But then apparently when it gets to construction, you do some like origami magic and the whole thing folds up and creates like a full front size for this tank top. So I'm looking at it going, I'm never going to finish this. It looks like I'm maybe halfway done. And then like five rows later, I, I bound off the front, which was cool. So I've cast on the back of the tank top and I'm knitting away. And that's a lot of straight knitting, just straight stockinette with just a little bit of shaping. And I should be able to get through that in no time. That sounds like perfect knitting for like lunchtime at work and for knit night. So I think I'm going to put my fears aside. I might actually get this thing done on time, which makes me happy, of course. In addition, I actually got the opportunity to sit down behind my spinning wheel and start on my Blue Moon Fiber Arts Sheep to Shoe Kit. I'm not going to say a whole lot about that, except it's spinning up beautifully. And I am going to review that later on in the episode. It makes me happy, and I'll be sure to take pictures of it and post it in my stash. All right, and now on to the big stuff. If you are not into sewing at all, I apologize. I, I don't really think this segment is going to last that long, but I took two quilting classes this past weekend, so I have a bit to talk about. Now, if you recall, I took those classes at my local fabric store, Jackman's Fabrics. I really like the store. Everybody that works there is super nice, and... They don't really have a hard sell approach to selling their wares, which makes me happy. I like that. I don't like people to like totally push merchandise on me or high dollar items when I walk into a fabric store. It does not make me happy. And the instructors are equally pleasant. They make me very happy. So the first class I took was hand quilting. And boy was I, I don't know what the heck I was thinking, <laughs> but hand quilting is not a super fast process. So what I ended up with was we learned the technique. It was only three hours. I learned the technique of, it was basically just the, uh, oh shoot, I'm losing it. It was the rocker method of hand quilting, which was cool. And we basically just stenciled out the design that we chose and made our little quilt sandwich, basted it, and spent about an hour with hands-on instruction doing some hand quilting. And I didn't know how much I would enjoy handwork when it comes to sewing, but I thoroughly enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I mean, even just sitting down and like sewing 20 quilt stitches, that's pretty cool. That's, you can definitely see the progress on something like that, which makes me very, very happy. And I'm thoroughly enjoying that. And I've got a lot of plans for some hand quilted items that I can take with me when I go on my little trip, if that's what we want to call it. So I'm enjoying it and I'm keeping it going. And it's definitely not a fast product. Maybe I'll get to take that little, um, my little Q-snap frame with me to Camp Kip and work on that a little bit with the girls while we hang out. That'll be fun. And I definitely think that hand quilting is going to be something I do in the future. Now, the second class that I took last week, last weekend was like quilt weekend. And I can't believe I survived. The second class was called Beginning Quilting 123. And basically the instructor teaches you based on the pattern that she's selected. It's like a 42 by 42 inch quilt. It's like a baby size quilt, I guess, but I'm not giving it to babies. I'm actually making two simultaneously and giving them to my daughters when I'm done. So let me say the first instructor was so awesome. Her name is Anne and she was wonderful. She taught the hand quilting and we've actually made arrangements so that she can teach me some hand applique before I depart. She doesn't have a class scheduled but she is going to make time in her schedule so we can sit down and I can get a one-on-one -on -one class, which is awesome because I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And it's certainly something that I can do 
and take some handwork with me when I'm gone. So I'm excited about that. The second instructor, her name is Heidi. Now her teaching style is completely different and she did not seem as confident in the beginning as Anne. And she was really nervous and talked very quickly in the beginning and like bounced from subject to subject. But after about the first hour of our four hour class, she seemed to relax a little bit and focus. And I think the best part of the entire class, well, she, I mean, she's good. She knows a lot of stuff. She's been quilting a really long time, which I found very helpful because if I had questions, she had answers and that was awesome. But I think the best part is the approach that she takes to teaching a beginning quilting class. What she's done is she has designed a quilt top that packs as many methods as you can into like one quilt top. We used a single classic quilt block, which is the open barn door. And what she's done is we, we pieced that in class and then we started on the sashing. So we learned just about everything we could learn. That quilt pattern that she chose, the block pattern that she chose, allowed us to do half square triangles, strip piecing, basic, some just basic piecing, and some sashing. And then the next step that I'm working on like today at home is my part of my homework is she added three different kinds of borders that allow us to do three totally separate kinds of corners. The first is like a block corner that gives the student the opportunity to do some fussy cutting if they if they choose and I chose. So I did some fussy cutting and there's three inch block corners for that first border. The second border is just a straight edge, straight border I think she called it. And then the third border will be a mitered border. So it's really cool that she was able to pack all of that stuff in it's a small quilt, but she put a lot of stuff in it. And I've learned, I think it, it, it's the fact that I knit and I am pretty decent at it now, but there was a time in my life where I wasn't very good at it. I think being a knitter gave me an advantage in the class because my, my quilt top is anything but perfect, but I don't care because it's my first quilt. So I have two first quilts because I'm working on the quilts for the girls at the same time, but I really like it. I'm having a lot of fun and it's really cool because I get to take the class with one of my knit girls and we're thoroughly enjoying it. So tomorrow morning I have a lunch date with my knit girl and then we're going to go straight from there to class and hopefully next week I'll get to report that I finished my quilt and that will be awesome. As if it wasn't enough, that's all I've got this week. I'm spinning my wheels. Alrighty, now I'm going to put my spin on the Blue Moon Fiber Arts Sheep to Shoe Kit. Let me start by saying the review is a little mixed. Not terribly mixed, just a little. And as always, this is just my opinion, so I hope no Blue Moon Fiber Art fans get mad at me. Okay, let's start with the pros. Or let's start with a description of the product. The Blue Moon Fiber Arts Sheep to Shoe Kit comes with 8.5 ounces of 100% superwash merino, dyed by the wonderful folks over there at Blue Moon Fiber Arts, and an instruction card that says that it gives you all the information that you need to spin a three-ply, tightly twisted, hand-spun, super-washed sock yarn. So let's turn ourselves to pros. The dye job, of course, is wonderful. I think we'd expect nothing less from the folks over there at Blue Moon Fiber Arts. The amount of super-washed merino top that you receive in the kit is very, very generous. Eight and a half ounces is it's a lot of a fiber to spin sock yarn. The colors are wonderful, and the fiber is drafting like a dream. They're like no schlubs, no nothing. It is beautiful. It is certainly, certainly merino top, and it's great. I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying spinning it thoroughly. 
Now, let's turn to cons. There, there aren't a lot. It's just a personal disagreement that I have with this kit. It is called the Sheep to Shoe Kit. Now, let's start off with the very basics. It's a Sheep to Shoe Kit, but there isn't a pattern included for which you can knit the yarn that you're about to make. Why is this a big deal? Well, it's called a Sheep to Shoe Kit, but it's actually a Sheep to Yarn Kit, not a Sheep to Shoe Kit. And secondly, the yarn that you are instructed to spin is a light worsted, not a sock weight. The methodology is to spin a tightly twisted hand-spun sock yarn, but the instructions will yield a light worsted, which would be fine if there was a pattern for a light worsted weight sock included in the kit. See where I'm going with this? I really like the fiber. I really like the instructions. They're very, very clear. And I think the only thing that's missing that really disappoints me is a pattern to go with the weight of yarn that you're spinning. And because of that, I do not want to waste my sheep to shoe kit on not sock yarn. So I'm spinning it completely differently than the, than the instructions. Okay, well, I'm not spinning it completely differently than the instructions. What I'm doing is I'm spinning about four and a quarter ounces at a lighter, at a finer single, which will yield a finer final yarn than the instructions say. I'm following their methodology so that I get the yarn that I thought the kit was going to instruct me on, but I'm just spinning it at a lighter weight so that I yield a sock yarn that will go with, you know, the average sock pattern. And that's what I'm doing. So overall, it's a great product. I just don't think it's well matched with its name. I really don't think it's a sheep to shoe kit. I think it's a sheep to yarn kit, but the fiber is beautiful. The dye job is beautiful. And I think I'm going to be extremely happy with the final product. But that one missing ingredient kind of makes a difference for me because, you know, for the price you pay, even like a vanilla sock pattern written for a light worsted weight yarn would have been awesome. And that, my friends, is my spin on the Blue Moon Fiber Arts Sheep to Shoe Kit. This week, I am all spun up about coupons. I know, it's such a simple thing, but occasionally a week comes around where I get sucked into like a coupon mania. It's like a vortex of savings that I just cannot get myself out of. And that's where I found myself since last time I recorded. So I got this wonderful little email from the folks at Bernina, which is the manufacturers of the sewing machine that I own. And in it was a coupon for 50% off presser feet. The average presser foot does not cost that much. However, there are a handful of presser feet that I wanted to add to my collection, but felt guilty because the price was high. But with a 50% coupon, that's like a ticket to go spend the money, but only half as much money. So I was totally stoked. I took my little coupon down to the dealer that I got my sewing machine from, and I bought a ruffler foot and a walking foot for my sewing machine. Because at 50% off, how could I pass it up? And with all this quilting that's going on, I kind of found myself in the same boat with uh, Joanne's Fabrics. This past week, Joanne's Fabrics had a 50% off all quilting notions, which timed out perfectly in line with these classes. I mean, if you can get a better rotary cutter than you have for 50% off, heck yeah, I took my coupon and I went and got it. And then not only did they have all these quilty things on sale, I also found myself with a 40% off any regularly priced item and a 25% off your entire order. Ugh, it was like coupon mania around here. I really didn't spend all that much money, like 50 bucks maybe, but I got quite a bit of stuff that I wouldn't have normally gotten. And that makes me super duper happy. This week, I 
am thoroughly enjoying being all spun up about coupons. And now let's turn our attention to pre-flight checks, because that's where I am in my little agenda of things to talk about. So last week there wasn't a whole lot going on. This week, um, I've been doing quite a bit for preparation. Not a whole lot of it is like on the home crafty front, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Last week I had to get blood drawn and get my immunizations updated. I had to get some training on like battlefield first aid and schedule a bunch of other appointments. Uh, next week I'm going to qualify on my primary weapon, which should be fun. It's always fun to go to the firing range. And maybe this time I will fire expert, which would be the first time. I always qualify, but never really fire expert. What else? A lot of fitness stuff, getting ready for that PT test before I head out. And what, really when it comes to the crafty stuff, I'm having such a hard time focusing my energy and my efforts on getting ready to depart. The one thing though that I was thinking about that I wanted to elicit you guys' help on is reference material. I will have the interwebs, but not as regular access to the interwebs as I have at home. So I was thinking if I could maybe find like two or three really good reference books for knitting, I could take those with me. I should have plenty of room for those. And, but I don't know what to pick. Like, what should I take with me? If you were trapped on a desert island and you only had one reference book, what would it be? In the thread for this episode, I want you guys to give your suggestions, recommendations, ideas. If I could take one book with me, what should it be? Because I'm sure I will find myself stuck on something if I am knitting away there. But I'm not sure. I mean, I have a very, very, very substantial knitting library. I have like over 100 books and a buttload of magazines. I mean, not as many books as some, but I'm kind of addicted to them. I have curbed my purchasing of books because I can't take them with me. But if I had to pick like two or three, what should I take with me? And that's kind of really the only planning I've been doing in terms of trying to get ready to go. Oh, I've been thinking a lot about that quilt I want to make. I still want to hand piece and hand quilt a quilt while I'm gone. That would be awesome. And I'm like, oh, let's do a postage stamp quilt. I'm totally still there. I want to do a postage stamp quilt, but I'm not doing like a one inch postage stamp quilt. That's ridiculous. One inch squares of fabric. They're really, really small. Two inches seems way more feasible and a lot of fun. And unfortunately, there are like a million approaches. Do I pre-cut every square and piece them all together? Do I use like some of the strip piecing methods that are set aside for things like jelly rolls? I don't know. <sighs> I'm really excited about Camp Kip and that's kind of where my focus is when it comes to crafty stuff. But I'm sure that once I've been through camp and the tears have dried, then I'll really be able to start packing my kits and getting things going. I did manage to pack a little hand quilting kit and I have the needles I need, the thimbles, and you know little pair of scissors and all that in a little tiny zip pouch that i got in a clearance aisle at my one of my little local department stores so that is set that's one little tiny thing but i have so much more to do so help me focus guys help me figure out what i need to take with me and let's start with reference material post over there in the thread i need your help i need your ideas let's definitely make sure this trip goes well and I am prepared to take my crafting with me. That's all I've got this week in pre-flight checks. It is that time again. It's time to spin off this episode 
of spin control. Thank you all for tuning in for another week. I really appreciate it. If this is your first episode, thank you so much for sticking with me. And if you are a returning listener, thanks guys for sticking by me this whole time. I'm actually creeping up on my podcast anniversary. It's like right around the corner, like smack dab in the middle of Camp Kip. That's how close I am. It's like less than two weeks away. I will have been podcasting for a year and that excites me. My voice is getting a little hoarse as this podcast progresses, but I think I will survive. So the only other piece of business I have is to remind you all that if you wish to contribute to the podcast and donate to assist me in covering hosting fees, equipment, and funds for prize purchasing, you can do so by going over to the show notes page and clicking on the donate tab that is just above the most recent episode. And that's really all I've got going on this week. So it is time for the obligatory signing off. And this week's song is some song by some guy or some gal who decided to post their song to the Podsafe Music Network because I have yet to select it and I hope I find a good one. It'll probably be about the snow or the weather or spring because that's kind of where my it's kind of where my mind is right now and that's how I pick my songs just kind of whatever's there on the tip of my tongue or you know at the forefront of my brain. And as always, you can check the show notes and get all the details about this episode and episodes past at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. You can catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl or follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl made. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. You really look the part, but I'm reticent to start. Cause I'm not going through that again But I'm up for any chat Depending where your head is at So how can we break the ice? Let me think Let's talk about the weather Oh